The following podcast contains true stories of sex, kink, gender, or body image. Thanks for being a consenting adult, because here we go. All of my life, I've never fit, but I won't complain and I won't quit. I am enormous, get used to it. Everyone tells me I'm too much. Maybe it's just you're not enough for me. Can't you see? I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be. Hi there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie De La Tour, and this week we have a story from pleasure provocateur McKenning Wood. Right now, my life is insane. I am getting ready to go on tour, and not just going on tour the traditional way. I'm not getting on a plane. I am traveling by Dodge Grand Caravan from San Francisco to the East Coast in January. I mean, does that make sense? That is the dumbest time you would ever do it. They're expecting a heavy winter. (laughs) But if our 17th anniversary is in February, it feels like 2024 needs to get the party started. So I'm about to hit the road and drive across the country. I've had to think about things in a brand new way. And it's kind of exciting, even though it's incredibly challenging. I just ordered all-season tires to be installed later on this week. I haven't had to think about snow tires since I left Atlanta, and they're not something you need very much in Atlanta either. I've bought my first winter coat in decades. Instead of snow chains, I ordered snow cables, and I hope to God I never have to put those things on this car because, I mean, how daunting is that? Not only will it be snowing, something I haven't seen in a very long time, I'll be standing there in a puffy coat trying to figure out how to put those things on. So I want y'all to wish for a mild winter, pretty, pretty please. I'm hoping the weather holds out. And I'm planning a stop every day across the country, either staying with a friend or a friend of a friend, trying to drive during daylight hours, crashing at night in a new city, and then hitting the road again in the morning. And if we're being honest, yes, I have lived in San Francisco long enough to become Wu. I am a Southerner. I reject Wu. But at the same time, the last three years have made me more Wu than ever. So this is kind of the culmination of something that I didn't understand. When I left Atlanta, I left it so many years ago. And I'm starting to realize why I left. And I kind of feel like in the storytelling world, there's a thing known as closing the circle. I don't know if it's all the death around me. I don't know if it's all the change. I don't know if it's how hard life has gotten, but my brain really wants to close the circle. It really wants to complete the path. And since I moved here from Atlanta, sight unseen, had never seen San Francisco, just knew that it was completely different than the South. I'm now feeling the urge to drive back across the country, which is what I did to get to San Francisco, And when I started this process, the final date in the tour was Atlanta. So that felt like 
it felt like full circle, you know? And I'm really excited about the Atlanta date for the tour. But then I added Boston, so it's not the last leg of the tour, and I'm currently working on Chicago and St. Louis and Milwaukee, so it isn't. But in my mind, Atlanta is closing the circle. It's kind of completing a rotation that has been a long time coming. The thing about the story world is your brain wants to make meaning. We all do this. We all want to make meaning out of the things that have happened to us in our lives. And this tour has a lot of meaning for me. I'm really excited that people I don't know are telling me they're bringing crowds of people to the show. They're telling me they're so excited to see their first live body. They're going to get to see me in person. We're going to get to hug each other after years of just talking on the internet. I love faces. I may be completely face blind, but I love faces. So I know who you are. I just don't know your face. It's so exciting to have a brand new face come up and go, hi, I'm Jeff. We've been talking to each other forever. I live in Rhode Island or hi, I'm Avital. And we only saw each other during the live streams during the pandemic. And I'm so excited to go to body in New York City. Like these little messages keep coming in and I love getting them. If you're going to be at a show, let me know you're going to be there. It's going to be like seeing an old friend that I know, but I don't know. One of the reasons I love what I do so much is because we're all incredibly lonely. We don't know how to connect with people anymore. And body is one of the best ways that you will ever have to make it easy to make new friends and meet in person. I had somebody message me the other day and say, I know you have games like bingo at the show and other things, but what if we're the kind of person who doesn't want to do that? Are we forced to do it? I would never force you to do anything. I would never force you to get on stage. I would never force you to talk about something that you're uncomfortable talking about. We're going to make the story feel good for you and for the audience. And I would never make you show up at a show and have to interact with other people. That's your call. But we make it easy if you want to. So I hope you want to try because, you know, the big benefit is you're in a drawing to win prizes if you play bingo. And it's really fun to watch people get on stage. And I unpack the prizes into their arms. So we all get to know what they're going to have going on a little bit later on that night. That right there is a great way to make new friends. You step off the stage and people go, so tell me about that butt plug. I just got your party started. You're welcome. If you want to send me a message, if you want to encourage me, if you want to help me feel braver, because this is terrifying, y'all. You know how to do it. You can get me on social media. You can get me at bodystorytelling at gmail.com. I've loved waking up to these messages. And I feel like all of you are my friends. And we're finally going to get to see each other and say hello in person. It's a new year. And you're going to do things differently this year, aren't you? You're going to get on it early. You're going to plan ahead. And you are going to make all your dreams come true. That's my plan anyway. So I wanted to tell you about upcoming tour dates for body storytelling. And it's very important that you buy your tickets as soon as possible. Why? Because the venue is not impressed with me unless it looks like you intend to attend this show. So let me tell you what's coming up. Buy your tickets now. Best thing you can do for this tour is to let me know that people are going to be there when I show up after driving across the country. So we start out with Baltimore on January 19th and 20th at the Bluebird Baltimore. I'm really excited about these very intimate shows. These are our smallest venues 
and it's gonna be like the perfect way to kick off the tour. Just hanging out, getting to know each other. And then there's Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Nashville, New York City on Valentine's Day, that's our 17th anniversary, Atlanta, and Boston. Those remaining six shows are all at city wineries, and that's who we want to impress. We want them to know that Body is worthy of their big, beautiful stages. And they will know that's the case if you buy your tickets now. I'm working at future shows in Chicago, Milwaukee, St. Louis, and more. And there might even be a little room in between for me to fit a house concert or two. So if you're on the East Coast, or maybe if you're on my drive cross country on the way after I'm done with the East Coast tour, I mean, I'm planning to do some shows in the Midwest anyway. Let's make it happen. I'm really excited about seeing you in person. It's been too long since I've been to the East Coast in the Midwest. Get your tickets now. There's a link in the show notes for tickets for each one of these shows. It's 2024, and it's time to stop hiding from healthcare. Are you ready to be honest with your medical professional? Needle Play Acupuncture was made for the kink, leather, and LGBTQIA communities. I'm a client of Needle Play's Dr. Marcos, and I'm proud to say he's a member of our community too. Dr. Marcos's table is a place where all are safe and welcome, where the stories told by our scene souvenirs are encouraged, and our injuries are treated so that you can get back out there and live your dreams. Needle Play specializes in transgender-affirming, kink-aware, and trauma-informed care that is sex and body positive. They offer expertise in transgender care, from HRT enhancement to hair growth support, and they have multiple Bay Area locations. You can get treated for muscle pain, back pain, injuries, digestive issues, libido issues, mental health, microneedling and cosmetic acupuncture, inflammation, and more. We all know that wasn't a golf injury. And you can be honest with Dr. Marcos. It was the heavy flogger. You get better care when you tell them what really happened. And for a limited time, use the discount code MAYIHAVEANOTHER. It's especially for body storytelling listeners. And you'll get 25% off. An acupuncture certificate is the perfect gift for your metamors, your dominant, or for you, because the holidays are over and you could use a little self-care. I'm a patient and I cannot express how highly I recommend Dr. Marcus's work. I love that I can finally be me with my healthcare professional and I want that for you too. You deserve to have your whole self treated because feeling great, playing hard and having spectacular sex are health goals. There's links to Needleplay Acupuncture's site, their Instagram and their TikTok in this episode's show notes. I think you've heard me say this many times. I admire kinksters so much for their creativity. They put themselves in a situation where the sky is the limit, but most of us stick to very well-trod territory. But not this week's storyteller, so let me tell you about them. McKenning Wood is a sensation-seeking pleasure provocateur, an abortion doula, and Black queer activist. A, or a San Francisco native who loves doing translational work to help folks see the beauty and value in themselves and others. I am such a fan of this person. This storyteller is McKenning Wood. (laughs) 
Five seconds into Elizabeth shoving her tongue deep inside of me, she immediately recoiled and said, why are you spicy? (laughs) Two years before, I could not have even imagined such a thing. I was 18 months beyond my divorce, just numb, entirely unsure of my body, what I wanted to do with it, and who I wanted to do it with. I wanted to start dating, but I had no idea how. So fortunately, being a good sex educator, I have a bunch of other sex educator friends, and one, Michael, dedicated his Sundays for six weeks in a row to helping me figure out what I wanted to do. He kept on asking me questions like, well, what do you want on your shopping list? And if you imagined your perfect relationship, what would it look like? And I was like, I don't know. Because I was open to everything. Casual, committed, poly, monogamous, kinky, vanilla, vulvas, penises. Really, I just wanted everything, but I didn't quite know how to go there. He realized that the wrong question was being asked. Instead of what shopping list, it should be, where do you want to be shopping? I had been allowing myself to have Costco relationships. Look, Costco's great if you don't really care too much about what the brand is or what the thing is, as long as it kind of like vaguely meets the need. You don't really pay too much to have access, and then you kind of leave mostly satisfied. But this is no Kirkland brand pussy. I am a worker-owned co-op run by volunteers. It does not matter if you have 20 hours a week or two hours a month. When you come, you come correct. And so instead of just this vagary, I began to put together a profile that would get me exactly what I wanted. And so I started swiping. And I was swiping for two weeks until COVID hit. Fortunately, One of my best friends is a virologist. And so when I read that they were detecting COVID in farts, I could say, does this mean I can't go down on people? And she said, no, that is not what that means. It is simply DNA fragments and you are absolutely fine. And so with my new COVID conscious protocol, I got swiping again. On OkCupid, I was delighted when I saw Lisa's face show up. She looked like a young Anne Heche, spiky blonde hair and a devious smile. In order to keep both of our households safe, we came up with a virtual kink. She made me create a PowerPoint (laughs) where I had to detail all of my toys, all of the things I was willing to do with them, as well as all the ways I would prove to her that I had done them. It was amazing. I got to start feeling again. I got to explore. I got to see where my limits actually were and not just what I maybe thought. And so as we began to play and discover, I added new volunteers. I continued to recruit. It was amazing. I got to finally get the vaccine. So suddenly instead of just virtual, I could smell, I could taste, I could touch. One morning I woke up 
achingly horny. <laughs> like the sort of horny where you're so distracted that you couldn't even complete the highlights word search. <laughs> and so I sent up a virtual signal and texted, who can help me out? Lisa was the first to reply. She couldn't come in person, but she could virtually. And so she sent me to my kitchen. This was nothing new. She loved pervertibles. She would send me to my utensils drawer and have me send her pictures of the marks my rubber spatulas would leave across my body. Once, I couldn't come until I sent her a picture of a bunch of carrots shoved up my cunt, the green fronds spread across my thighs. <laughs> Farmer McGregor had nothing on me. <laughs> so I was excited to go to the kitchen, but kind of confused because instead of the utensils, I was sent to the spice cabinet. <laughs> I was instructed to find all the peppers I had. I had cayenne, white, black, a habanero in the freezer, a jalapeno in the fridge. She told me to grab the cayenne, the jalapeno, and the habanero, and slice the habanero and the jalapeno into spears. <laughs> Back in my bedroom, trusting but a bit trepidatious, I had my peppers on one side, my vibrator on the other, and I heard a ping take the slice of jalapeno and rub it along your vulva. Everywhere that pepper passed, I felt a tingle. I started to squirm, feeling the warmth as I traced the soft ribs of the pepper across my body. Ping! Put it inside you. I mean, of course I did. <laughs> Slipping the spear inside me, that warmth began to become less of a thing on the edge of my consciousness and more of an actual reality. The squirming got squirmier. I liked it. Ping. I know you're wet. So take some of that pussy juice and take some of that cayenne and make a paste. Put it on your clit. Oh. <laughs> that beginning burgeoning warmth turned from embers into full flames. I slipped that red rusty sludge between my lips and let it join inside of me with the jalapeno. No longer squirming, now rhythm. I was getting so fucking wet. Ping. Are you up for the habanero? No. <laughs> I was directed to take some of the seeds, rub them between my fingers, get the oils, and lightly because she was very sweet. <laughs> Apply them to my labia. 
I was not able to focus on anything except for the space between my legs that was now on fire. I was so turned on. I had to grab my vibrator and put it between my legs and just started fucking myself. Almost instantly, the light turned off. I couldn't see. I just came crashing over me with sensation after sensation. I fucked myself and came and fucked myself and came and ended up unconscious. I don't know how much time passed. But eventually, I stumbled towards the shower, kind of cleaned myself off, and as I was toweling, heard a ping. <laughs> this wasn't Lisa. This was Elizabeth. She wanted to come help me out and was actually on her way only 20 minutes out. And so I quickly finished toweling off, put on a caftan, and by the time I got to my front door, she was already there. I opened it. There, her Venus of Wallendorf, heavy tits, amazing, soft belly, great thighs, and a green mohawk greeted me. We were naked in seconds. Her mouth on mine, her heavy softness pinning me down as I felt her work her way down across my body, exactly where I needed her to go. As she shoved her tongue inside of me, she immediately came back and said, eyes wide. My mouth seems to be on fire. <laughs> I apologized. I hadn't realized that it was so stubborn. With a twinkle, she said, it's a good thing I have a high heat tolerance. As she went back down on my very well-seasoned pussy, I laid back and thought, I am just so grateful that I had done the work to learn how to be in my body, invite others to be part of it, and for a very well-provisioned produce section. She's a little bit psycho, but she follows when I call in the middle of the night. Try to linger, but she's already on her way to mine It might be a little superficial She plays with the boys, but she comes home to me Little fucked up, but I think it's official But 
was She Calls Me Daddy by King Mala. I'm astounded. I can't believe body storytelling is still here because I really thought 2023 was going to be our demise. It was the hardest year for producing live events that I've ever experienced. And I've been producing live events a long time. But thanks to people on Patreon, I've squeaked by. But I am in dire financial straits, y'all. I only did two shows in 2023, and I'm going on tour to hope that I can earn my keep. It's very important to me that I do work for what you give to me. So if you want to keep this podcast going, because right now it's totally up in the air on whether this podcast can continue, please sign up for Patreon. It's patreon.com slash body or donate on Cash App or Zelle or Venmo or PayPal, however you want to do it. It's how I'm going to fill the tank with gas. It's how I'm going to get to these venues to do live shows. These live shows will be recorded and be on the podcast if the podcast is still here. Help me make that happen. Go to patreon.com slash body or just make a one-time cash donation. And thanks in advance for your support. Well, that's our time together. Before I go, could I ask you to please rate and review this podcast? It makes a huge difference, and it means that other people give us a try. Thank you for that. And I'm also going to say thank you to the people who make this podcast possible every week. Thank you to Donald Mooney, David Grossoff, Mosa Maxwell-Smith, Roiland James, and podcast producer and digital nomad, Roman Den Houdeker. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour. This has been episode 286 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. Happy New Year, and see you soon. I'll be-